0: I went RV camping with a very large group a few years back. There were probably 45 of us, and the main campground was full of eyes. When I and the two girls I was planning to share a trailer with pulled up. No problem, there were a few spots across the road near the river. So we were by ourselves, and the second night I was awakened by animals moving around outside our RV. One of them growled, and it sounded very much to me like a cougar. I don't own a gun, and I left my knife in the house, so we were defenseless. I woke up the girl sleeping closest to me, thinking that the other girl probably wouldn't handle the situation well. So my awake friend and I just prayed and sat there tents ready to fight for our lives until the cougars eventually went on their way. It was a hellish night, and I didn't sleep at all after that. Turned out, The cougars were a couple of guys from the other campsite playing around making animal noises and mucking around our RV. We're all in our thirties, by the way. I'm not mad, but I'll never go camping again. I saw something on Monday night that still has me totally shaken to my very core. I have always loved nature. I love the woods i love hiking and camping fishing i'm really into mycology so i'm out looking for mushrooms and various types of fungus whenever i get a chance the weather was absolutely beautiful on monday for this time of year so towards evening time i decided to round up some of my wally gear and head down to an old train trestle crossing the mahoning river in niles ohio I'd parked my car about a mile and a half from the trestle so I could walk the tracks and hit a few other spots along the river on my way down there. By the time I reached the trestle it was pretty much dark. I was wearing a headlamp at the time so I had a depending light source. At this location there is a lake directly across the river which the two are connected by a small overhead dam. I was there for fifteen minutes when all of a sudden this overwhelming feeling of dread came over me. I switched my headlamp on to turn around to start back up the riverbank and right behind a big sycamore tree. I saw what looked to be a very large animal kind of kneeling beside or behind it. As I locked my eyes on it, I completely froze. I knew I was definitely seeing something there, but my mind couldn't process it. What I was looking at didn't make any sense. The thing that I kept saying to myself was, animals aren't supposed to look like that. Right as I'm thinking this, it's as if this thing read my mind stood up and made itself perfectly visible in the most pretentious way. It almost had this vibe like, yeah, now you see me, you know I'm real, I definitely exist. What are you gonna do about it? In as soon as it happened, it kind of hunched over and made its way into the brush. I was out of there like a flash. As soon as my feet hit the tracks, I ran and ran the entire way back to my car without stopping. By the time I reached my car, I couldn't breathe. Both my legs were locked up. I was vomiting, and somewhere in between the encounter and running away, I would pissed myself. It's early Friday morning now, and I think I've only slept for about six or seven hours altogether. I've been constantly searching YouTube and all kinds of stuff. Listening to eyewitness accounts, and it sounds like these things are encountered quite often. I've heard of the dogman before, but never really took it seriously. Before the night of this encounter, I would always picture a dogman to look like some little skittish coyote-looking creature. Man, I love the woods and I love nature. The woods for me was always a safe haven I could venture into to escape stress. Stress at work builds relationship problems. I could always take a nice long hike, go fishing or foraging, and come home feeling seventy-five percent better. Now I feel like I was threatened and kicked out if my second home. The only thing I can keep thinking is, these things aren't supposed to exist. I feel like a terrified little kid who just came face to face with a dreaded monster in a closet. You know... The monster your parents told you, no wait, assured you, wasn't real and couldn't hurt you. People need to be made aware of these things. They are as real as it gets, and they are dangerous. Thinking back to what this thing looked like and how it was built, these things are perfectly adapted killing machines. The way the arms and legs looked, it looked like it was perfectly adapted to walk on all fours as well as on two legs. It was so quiet and fluent with its movements. Also, it's not like in the movies where the monster comes charging out of the woods, growling and snarling. These things are our masters of camouflage, and they utilize the darkness perfectly. I didn't notice the smell from it, probably because the wind was on my back at the time, but it sure smelled me. Its nose was up in the air the whole time of our encounter, just sniffing away. This experience has torn a huge hole in me. Every time I eat, I get nauseous, I can't sleep for more than 20 minutes at a time, and every time I close my eyes, that thing is all I can see. I'm trying not to dwell in the fear. I'm trying to accept what I saw and what had happened. But it's hard. I'm really glad I found this group and found a few things on YouTube, so I know I'm not alone. My story happened in the late 1970s. I and a couple friends went to a church sports camp for a week at Jumonville, Pennsylvania, currently known as the Jumonville Camp and Retreat Center, Long, and it's about an hour and twenty minutes southeast of Pittsburgh. It's located on the Chestnut Ridge, where numerous unexplained phenomenon has been reported from Sasquatch UFOs, Dogmen, and Thunderbirds. It also sits in the Appalachian Mountain. Each cabin had about seven boys the mess hall was at the bottom of the hill along an asphalt path. Different cabins would line up outside to follow one another down the path. When we went to eat one morning, we were all walking to breakfast. Up ahead of me, I noticed kids walking off the path and into the grass. When I got up to that spot, I looked down and couldn't believe my eyes. Laying on the path was what looked like a stillborn monkey fetus. It was big too, at least two feet long. It was as tall as the path was wide. It was definitely bipedal but didn't have a tail. I was just staring at this thing which is probably only 30 seconds when I noticed I had fallen behind my group and was getting passed by other groups. So I ran to catch my group. My friend K.N. was with me at camp that year. He said he was right next to me and remember seeing the fetus too. So, I am 19 female, and this happened to me when I was about 4 or 5 years old. I was with my older brother, who was about 11 or 12 at the time. Most of the people in my life, like friends or family, pretty much know Ab this story as well. I think about this event a lot, probably every day. This event has for sure left me very paranoid esp around the woods yet I'm still pretty curious about it at the same time. Anyways, one morning my brother and I were heading to the car for school. It was still a bit dark outside, but you could see the sun coming up. I remember the sky having a sort of greenish tint. We typically don't use the front door ever and usually just use the side door to the house. We have one large storm door and then your typical glass door on the outside of it As we are heading to go outside, I reach for the handle and my brother stops me mid-reach and pulls me away from the door. He can see outside as the door is glass. At the time, my house was also completely surrounded by woods. You cannot see it from the street either. My brother points to what he sees and, as I remember, it was incredibly tall. I was, of course, very small at the time, so you'd think, oh, maybe it just appeared larger to us because we were kids. But I swear this shit was like seven foot tall. This thing looked almost solid white or gray, and it had what looked like three dark circles or holes going down its body. We knew this thing was abnormally tall because of how slow and big its strides were. It almost looked like slow motion in a way. It was also just body and two legs that's all it looked like i'm not even sure if there was a face or a head it was walking at the edge of our woods and it seemed to be heading to the backyard sort of minding its own business ig i don't have any memory of what happened after but my mom has always said that right after it happened we ran to her and my dad crying and panicked She said she separated us and asked us separately what happened. We both described the same thing and told the same story. My mom said it freaked her out pretty bad as well. I remember my brother and I tried to guess what we saw and all we could think was that maybe it was a dying animal walking because it could have been bone that we saw. But I remember it wasn't limping or dragging any skin or anything. It was walking perfectly straight and upright. A few years after, we started hearing this horrible screaming at night. I know there's foxes, owls, and all that other stuff that screams low, but this thing would run around the house, like circle around the house in the middle of the night, on and on. I would hear it in my sleep, and it would make me have horrible nightmares of my family being eaten. This happened for a short period of time. My dad had finally had enough, and he got a permit to shoot and take out whatever it was. As soon as he got the permit, it quit. Never heard that thing again, and we have lived here for thirteen years. I'm not sure if it's related, but I struggled with terrible sleep paralysis for a few years, and it was only at this house. I would wake up, unable to move, and would have a man or woman screaming into my ear. I would finally be able to move and instantly cry because of fear and actual pain in my ear. I would also sometimes be paralyzed and then feel my body going up. My body wasn't going up, but I was. Whenever this would happen, I would be fully conscious and aware. I could hear myself in my head, and I just kept saying, put me down. Put me down and not going up, and I would slowly go back down, but it would always take so long it felt like. This used to scare me to the point that I was afraid to even fall asleep. Eventually, I talked to a few different mediums, and they gave advice that helped. Anyways, I could go way more into that topic, but that's not what this post is about. I have a few true experiences with the supernatural or spiritual, and I will prob post them on here as well. Overall, I'm hoping someone could give some useful insight on this situation. Maybe it isn't what I think it is, and someone else has a better answer. My heart rate has been going bonkers while typing this. One particular encounter from the past still haunts me to this day. A story that defies explanation and continues to send shivers down my spine. It all began during a United Steelworkers representative training retreat in October 1992, a seemingly ordinary event that would forever change the way I looked at the world. I was attending the retreat with a friend, both of us eager to soak in the knowledge and camaraderie that such events often provided. We had chosen to take a hike to the Jumanville Cross one crisp autumn afternoon. The beauty of the Pennsylvania landscape surrounded us as we made our way up the mountain, but as we neared the top an eerie feeling began to wash over us. It was a sense of dread, an overwhelming emotion that left us both unsettled. We hesitated but pressed on, determined to reach our destination. However, the closer we came to the cross, the more the dread intensified. It was as though an invisible force was pulling us away, urging us to leave that place. We didn't stay long. In fact, we decided to make our way back to our vehicle as quickly as possible. This strange encounter was puzzling, because neither of us had ever experienced such a feeling before. We couldn't shake the sense that something otherworldly had caused this reaction. And as I would later discover, my friend's life took a dark turn after that day. As if the encounter had cursed him in some way, he withdrew from society, living like a hermit in the remote corners of rural West Virginia. Years passed, and I had all but forgotten that unsettling hike until one morning, when curiosity led me back to Jumanville Cross. I was with my girlfriend, and our plan was simple—hike up the mountain, enjoy some donuts and coffee, and bask in the serenity of the landscape. We found a peaceful spot on the grass near a podium that stood near the cross-structure. We chatted, sipped our coffee, and took in the breathtaking view. At that moment, we believed we were alone, undisturbed by any other visitors. But then something inexplicable happened. Out of nowhere, we noticed what appeared to be a light puff of smoke swirling around the podium. It was as if a wisp of fog had materialized out of thin air. Suddenly, an elderly man and woman stood there together, seemingly emerging from the ethereal mist. At first, we brushed it off, assuming that the couple had been there all along. We exchanged polite greetings, saying hi to the elderly pair, but strangely, they offered no response. The couple remained utterly still, their gaze fixed upon the distant horizon. I couldn't help but notice something odd about them. Their eyes, both of them, were solid black an eerie and unnatural sight that sent a shiver down my spine it was a sight that defied explanation as we continued to observe them in stunned silence the elderly couple eventually began to move they glided away from the podium and simply faded from sight as though they were never there to begin with it was a bizarre experience for they had appeared so solid and lifelike that it left us questioning whether we had encountered ghosts or something else entirely. I couldn't shake the memory of those black eyes, and after the encounter, my friend and I discussed the phenomenon known as the black-eyed people, which he had recently heard about. We also delved into my girlfriend's reaction, which had been much less abrupt than mine. She had experienced emotional changes during unexplained incidents in the past, leading me to believe she might be an empath, a beacon of some kind. Her presence at the Jumonville Cross may have inadvertently triggered the appearance of the elderly couple's strange energy. Our encounter was not an isolated incident. Over the years, the Jumonville Cross has been the backdrop for countless unexplained events, including an increase in Bigfoot sightings and other bizarre anomalies. The area with its Christian campground and retreat has always had an air of mystery about it. Moreover, it's near the very place where a young military officer named George Washington and his soldiers ambushed French troops in 1754. Igniting the spark that would eventually lead to the French and Indian War, reports of musket fire, disembodied voices, and the lingering smell of gunpowder in the nearby glens and hollows, only added to the mystique. The Jiminville Cross remains a place of both beauty and inexplicable phenomena, a spot where the boundaries between the known and the unknown blur. As for my friend, he continues to live in seclusion forever haunted by the encounter that changed his life, and I am left with a lingering question. What exactly did we witness that fateful day on the mountain? I live in a very rural farming area of Kansas. This happened in the fall of 2007. I went for a night drive with a friend on some country roads, amid cornfields. Where I live, cornstalks grow tall on both sides of the road in many places. It is a very desolate and dark area at night. No one around for miles, and you could see the Milky Way in all her glory, because there are no lights. As I was driving, we saw something resembling the cartoon character Gumby run across the dirt road, lit up by our headlights. It crossed probably 10 feet in front of us. The creature was dark maroon in color and with bulbous hands and feet, no digits. It walked on two legs. It had very smooth looking skin, almost like a shark or dolphin. It didn't stop to look at us and I never felt threatened. The creature ran like it was afraid from one cornfield across the road to another. We didn't witness any more strange sightings that night or have any weird experiences after. Have you ever seen a maroon creature like I did? My parents are from a small pueblo in the Sierra Madre Mountains in Oaxaca, Mexico. Over there, it's very rural and secluded and surrounded by bosques, forests. To get a sense of what I'm talking about, Google, San Pedro, you locks, and you'll see what I mean. Growing up, my parents would always tell me stories of supernatural occurrences they or their family would encounter. Over there, people accept this as fact, not fiction. It's not unusual to hear voices calling your name at odd hours of the night, hear dogs scrimmage outside and cry in fear or hear weird tappings or knockings outside your door. The locals warn of staying out at night for too long, venturing too far out into the wilderness or visiting rivers alone. As a young boy, my father would accompany his dad to El Rancho, the ranch which was far away from town. One day, as he was playing outside in the fields, he saw a tiny figure a few meters away from his. This figure had elven, like ears and looked like a small child it was beckoning my dad to follow him my dad had heard of these beings before parents warned their children of these beings and so ran to his dad my grandfather immediately believed him and grabbed his rifle asking my dad where he saw it my dad pointed in the direction where he saw it and my grandfather ran out and loaded his rifle threatening the being not to come closer or harm my dad after hearing very similar stories of these beings from relatives and my parents, I wholeheartedly believe they're telling the truth. There's something out there and I hope that one day we open our hearts and minds to learning more. For clarification, I saw it in El Paso, Texas, and the woman who was investigating it was somewhere in the Midwest. Allow me to explain the situation. Two or three years ago, I was on Reddit using a different account, and I was bored. I happened upon a post that intrigued me greatly. It was of a young woman who was investigating a tunnel that was said to be haunted. She had investigated this with her friend and found strange sigils across the area, and even dreamed some up. I decided to join the mystery and assist them, but misfortune was clearly on their side. I got her Instagram, and she would send me pictures of what she would find, various darkish anomalies in the background of the area, and a photo her friend took of a ghost which had began stalking her, the friend, ever since she started helping her. The being was completely black and abnormally tall, and his face was like a pale moon. All I knew at that point was that this could be something like an ARG. It wouldn't be long after that I encountered the same being. I was walking around in my house when it manifested out of a closet and stared at me. I felt it, so I turned around and stared back, and it floated back into the closet. I was too scared to check, so I just stood there, and I immediately backed out of any further investigation and left it at that. As of then, I've not had any encounters with it. The whole thing still creeps me out to this day, and I've been searching for answers ever since I've gotten the opportunity to do so. For those wondering as to why I waited so long to make a post and tell the story, let it be known that I didn't want this thing going after me. It intimidated me, and I admit that. I was only 14 when it happened, and I was scared of the consequences and in the further years, stuff started happening that required more of my attention, which eventually led me to assume that this was just something I'd have to take to my grave. All I ask is for closure. What did I really see that day? A bit taller than a Barbie doll creature that looks human, and though they may be wild, They are well-dressed, akin to the styles of the seventeen or 1800s. Several years ago, I clearly watched a well-dressed young man slide down a bit of old house siding at the back of my yard, trying to escape my attention, and he left a skid mark in the dirt that my intelligent husband couldn't explain away as a mouse or chipmunk because they were bipedal shoe. Mark's footprints also left behind, and though my husband was a firm skeptic, He later had his own clear sighting of a well-dressed little man that was older and looked to my sighting. Ah, we don't know what to call these people, but I'd like to find a specific forum in which to discuss them. Currently, I concern about the hard heat wave we are about to experience. I added water sources in the yard or garden tonight and tried to express the situation aloud to them. I can only hope my little neighbors benefit from my efforts, but I would like to discuss such things with others who know about them and care to share our world. I seem to be able to assume this forum is a place to post real observations and concerns with trust. Where do I go? Where do we turn because we know these folks are here without a doubt? We want to be good neighbors and would like to connect with others who make such efforts to learn what they like, need, want, dislike, etc. This is in north central Indiana, USA. Sightings are infrequent but ongoing. My husband swears he recently sighted two little men while backing out the car but when he turned to look directly there were only two robins. He's also seen them shift into squirrels. He's not teasing me or joking. He 100% believes what he'd seen as, and I, with my own sightings. This happened in about 1990 in southeast Michigan. Twice I saw a tall, black humanoid shaped figure that ran like the wind and appeared to almost fly across the ground. Both times it was dark out and both times it scared the hell out of me and the friend I was with. I was with two different friends, one at the first sighting and the other at the second. They both saw it, too. Back up about fours years before I saw this creature, a friend of mine was killed riding a minibike. My brother and I were getting cryptic phone calls from someone our age who wouldn't tell us his name. I can't remember what he'd talk about, but it was really creepy. One day I hung the phone up and my brother asked who it was. I told him he wouldn't say. My brother guessed it was the kid that died. Then in 2002, I go see the movie and man did it give me chills. Nothing bad ever happened to me. My friends of the town, but besides that, we experienced the same thing as West Virginia did in the movie. Anyone else experienced this before? I've lived in the same Midwest or Great Lakes state my whole life. This story is actually my earliest memory, and I'm looking for some insight. Sorry for the length, also unsure if this is right flair, since I've never posted on Reddit, just scrolling. I was very, very young, too. Three years old. One day, my mom was baking a cake. I ran into the kitchen to see the cake being pulled from the oven. I'm not sure if it's relevant but in my memory of this, I'm basically astral projecting. Like I saw myself run into the kitchen. When I reached the oven, I zoomed back into my body and being an excited toddler, put my hands the hot oven. After crying and sitting the couch with my hands in a bowl of water, I calmed down and start walking down the hallway to my parents' room. The lights are off in the room and as I'm walking, I see something peeking from behind the door. It looked almost like a really messed up version of Dobby from Harry Potter, with huge pointy ears and massive eyes, and it was stark white, almost glowing. I was a little scared, but for some reason I said hello to it. It hissed at me, and I ran away. Now, I would have ignored all of this if I hadn't had recurring dreams about it for the next decade. A few times a year I would have this dream and the details would change, but I always knew it was going to be this dream, because I had this horrible feeling of dread every time but I couldn't wake up. The goblin would disguise itself at either one of my cats or a stuffed animal, and then suddenly transform and strangle me. I would wake up feeling like something had really choked me in real life. The dream stopped after I was 12, 13, I'm not sure why. I have other normal memories of that house, all that my parents have confirmed, even what show I was watching that day. When I told my mom about all this years later, she dismissed it as my twisted memory of one of our cats, but neither of the cats ever hissed at me without reason, and they were very sweet cats. I am twenty, one now, and still don't know what to think. This happened in the Sierra Nevadas, in Yosemite Valley, California. It was a place that I'd been looking forward to hiking for a long time. I had prepared all my gear the previous night, double-checking everything. Water, food, tent, map, everything. I was just itching to get out there and explore. The sun's peeking up over the horizon and it's just so serene. Anyway, a few hours into the hike, I stop to refuel, taking a bit of a breather. I find a nook near a stream. I'm settling down to eat, and I hear this sound. First, I think it's probably a squirrel or something. But then the sound gets louder and heavier. Suddenly, I'm on alert. I'm no stranger to wildlife, and I instantly knew that this was different. I can just feel it in my gut. So I decided to move towards it and check it out. I tread lightly trying to figure out the source of the sound, and then I see this creature. It's not a bear, not a mountain lion, not anything that you would expect to see in the mountains. It was something different. This creature stood on its hand legs like a human, but was much taller. The body was covered in these scales like a lizard, but these were larger, almost like armor plating. There was also a dark green color almost black in some places, and its limbs were muscular but lean, like a runner's but way more powerful. The head was the most striking part. It had these slanted almond-shaped eyes that glowed an eerie yellow. It didn't have a snout, more like a flat face. There were these slits where a nose should be, and the mouth was filled with sharp, jagged teeth, but not like predator's teeth more like rows of serrated knives, if that makes sense. I didn't see any wings or anything, but it had a long tail, almost as long as the body, like a kangaroo's tail. It had four fingers, but they were long and ended in these sharp, curved claws. The thing I remember the most was that the creature moved so smoothly, like water flowing over rocks, almost graceful. You're probably thinking I'm pulling your leg or messing with you, but I swear this is exactly what I saw. This reptilian. Like creature was some next, level out of this world kind of being. I had a good five minutes or so to just stare at the thing. It's standing there at the edge of the clearing just observing me like it's trying to figure me out. It didn't seem hostile. I mean, it was freaky as hell. I didn't want to provoke it, but instead of coming at me, it just kind of mirrored me as I moved. It was like we were doing some weird kind of dance. I know it sounds nuts, but it was as if the creature was just as curious about me as I was about it. We stood there for what felt like hours, but I'm sure it was just a few minutes. At one point, I could swear it made a sound like a low hum or something. I couldn't make much of it, but it didn't seem threatening. Then suddenly it turned and disappeared. I was in shock. I mean, what did I just witness? So now at this point, there I was alone in the clearing with my heart pounding like a drum. I'm just standing there wondering if this really just happened. I was trying to process everything. I decided to follow in the direction where the creature went. I couldn't just let it go and I had to know more. As I moved closer to where it disappeared, I noticed these huge tracks on the ground. It was not anything I had ever seen in any guidebook. The air felt different too, almost electric. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It felt charged and there was this energy around that I just can't explain. I pushed through the undergrowth following the tracks. It felt like I was in some kind of a dream or a movie like at any moment I would just wake up back in my tent and it would all be over. But no, this was real and it was actually happening. I walked further into the woods. I noticed that the tracks became harder to find. Then they started to disappear. It was like the creature had just vanished into thin air. I must have looked around for an hour or more, but there was no other sign of it. It was gone. But I swear to you that every time I closed my eyes that night, I could see those eyes. Its form was burned into my memory. I still can't believe what I saw that day. I had an absolutely bizarre experience at a Texans football game, and I just need to share it with you all to see if anyone else has ever encountered anything like this. Last fall, I was at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas when nature called and I headed to the bathroom. Now, here's where it gets weird. I'm at the urinal and out of the corner of my eye. I spot this guy in a hoodie, but that's not the freaky part. He had this seriously strange nose that was kind of flaring if he was chewing on his own finger. The guy looked just like a rat. I was so creeped out that I could barely move. He had this intense gaze locked on me, and then he put his finger up to his lips, like he was telling me to be quiet and walked away. In that moment I felt the most genuine fear I've ever felt, like the kind that sticks with you. No one else was in the bathroom. Has anyone else ever encountered something like this at NRG Stadium? Maybe not exactly at a football game, but just seeing someone or something that made you question reality. It's been bothering me ever since it happened, and I'm hoping I'm not alone in this. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts, and seriously, if anyone else has had a similar experience, please let me know I'm not going crazy here. In June of this year, I went camping for a night with four friends in Bald Eagle State Park in Center County, Pennsylvania. We had reserved a site that was somewhat remote, not near any of the other campsites. After we got there early, we hiked up to the site, set up camp, and then hiked around the area. Later, we made a fire, cooked dinner, and turned in not long afterward, at around 2 a.m. One of my friends and I couldn't sleep, so we trekked up to the main road. When we got to the road, we stood near the entrance to our site. As we stood there, a black pickup truck with its lights off appeared out of the woods and passed us very slowly. It was unmarked, but not a ranger. After 45 minutes or so, we decided to head back to bed. One of the girls went off into the woods to take care of some things while I climbed back into the tent I shared with her and got into my bag. After a couple of minutes, I heard her moving through the leaves towards the tent coming from my right. At the same time, I also heard the unmistakable rumble of tires on the ground. I stood up and looked out of the little screen window on the tent. It was a perfectly clear night with a very bright moon so I could see everything. I saw my friend come sprinting back to the tent and duck behind it just as the black truck pulled into our campsite, still with its headlights off, and then shut off its engine and sat there. The truck was parked about 50 feet from my tent, but I couldn't see a driver or how many people were in there. I just watched it. My friend had ducked down behind our tent, and I could hear by her breathing that she was terrified, but neither of us said a word. We just kept waiting for something to happen. Eventually, after ten, fifteen minutes, the truck started up again and then backed up down the narrow dirt road. It never turned its headlights on. I heard it drive back in the direction it had originally come from. My friend burst into the tent a second later. She was freaked out and wondered who was in the truck. After a frantic conversation, we went laid down, but we couldn't relax enough to fall asleep. In the morning, we all packed up and headed out as we had planned. We checked with the park, and they do not own any black unmarked trucks, nor did any ranger come to check on our site during the night. The reason I'm writing to you about this is that I know that you have received several Bigfoot reports from Bald Eagle State Park. I was just wondering if you had heard or read of other strange human activity at the location. My other two friends, strangely, never noticed or heard the truck. The entire incident didn't seem right, and it has bothered me since. so little background it's 2012 i just graduated high school and my brother moved from florida to maryland to maintain foreclosures in the maryland and dc area i spent my two summers between college to work for him giving him a little break running his crew around moving changing locks cleaning the house and taking pictures etc Our route sent us around D.C., and he often would put together the morning of early and then browse daily mail and other articles. He somehow stumbled across an article about how the movie Exorcist was inspired by this property in D.C. on Bunker Hill Road, which we just so happened to maintain one of the neighbor's properties. That day it was my brother and myself, and we decided we would stop by where the old three-story house once stood. To be honest, I hadn't known what was there. I knew of the movie The Exorcist, but never been into scary movies, so didn't really know much about it. Well, the house where the 14-year-old boy lived in 1949, where The Exorcist was performed, is no longer there. Today, it's a normal-looking historic street with older homes and this vacant lot with some trees and nice grass. It's now a park and even has signs about no entry between dusk to dawn. On the property where the house sat is a pavilion for the public shaped in an octagon, if I remember, maybe raised three feet from the ground, with a wraparound ramp. Around the ramp were bushes that circled the pavilion, so we decided to walk up there. It was quiet and nothing seemed eerie or strange as we walked up the ramp. This is where it gets odd. We walk up the ramp and to the center of the pavilion, and not until we actually are in the pavilion, nearly dead center, we hear buzzing. Not just like a little fly or a bee flying by, but hundreds of insects, which we assume were flies, began to buzz all in unison from around the entire pavilion. It was very loud and noticeable swarm in the bushes. They didn't fly around either we just stood there and looked around then at each other and were shocked and we did not stay and bugs are totally normal but i don't get why they didn't make a sound as we walked up the ramp or around the pavilion as we were so close to the bushes then hell i maintained several properties and never experienced anything like that in mother nature or anywhere for that matter Those summers I experienced ground bees, to spiders, to voodoo in basements, books on spells and witchcraft, glass orbs or crystal balls, trap houses. Hell, we even explored the haunted, abandoned insane asylum up there. But that moment still freaks me out. I have experienced something unexplainable in my past and now have found the place to dump this story and possibly get inside or answers or opinions. I've never been the type that believed in ghosts, entities, the paranormal, etc., until some very peculiar things started happening in the house I lived in with my mother and twin sister in 2020. One, it started in my twin's room. Random objects in a room would be turned 180 deg facing the wall. This was the pattern. From what I can remember, it was two objects that kept getting tampered with, a mannequin bust without a head. My sister got from an antique store that was set on a pedestal in a mirror. I don't remember where she got, that she had up against the wall on the ground, which was pretty heavy. These two objects would be turned while we would be gone out of the house. This happened a couple of times. I don't remember being scared, I found it really intriguing or exciting Lowell, I remember though we, my twin mother and I, informed my grandfather who lived about five minutes away of the situation and we scouted the house for signs of a squatter or anything else that could explain. Nothing, no signs whatsoever, nothing abnormal. Fast forward a couple months. As time passes, we noticed my sister's belongings being turned more frequently. It started off maybe once a month, then a couple times a week. I remember we got so used to it that one time when it happened again in my sister's room, I laughed it off, then trailed to my room. That's when everything changed. I was terrified. My belongings were now turned. It was a completely different feeling. It felt personal, invasive, and not the least bit funny anymore, to say the least. I remember an antique doll my grandmother gave me that I had propped up against the wall for back support on my bedside table, was now facing the wall, and I was now sitting up 90 angle with no back support. I was so shaken, I forgot to take a photo. I kicked myself for that every day. Also, I had a small plushie sitting in her lap that was moved to the inside of my closet on the opposite wall. The scariest part was this plushie context avocado plushie with a face was facing towards the opening of the closet so when i got done setting my doll back up and turned around this plushie was staring right at me that was when i lost my cool ran downstairs and broke down in fear curled up with my sister my mother was asleep during this time so my sister and i comforted each other to end this story we had our witchy friend come over the next day and sage the house It never happened again. I'm now living in a different state and still have my doll and avocado plushie. I know this was a long read and I'm a horrible storyteller, so a big thank you to whomever reads it all. I just really want to find an explanation for the pattern that occurred before I leave this earth. I'm happy to answer any questions. This was my best attempt at summing this all up. So first I'll start with what just happened. I was in the kitchen warming up leftovers, and while putting ketchup on it, I heard my daughter in the dining room. I heard her voice say something, but I couldn't hear her, which is normal. She talked softly. I'm the mornings. But here's the thing. My daughter is asleep in his wheelchair bound at the moment, so there is no way that she could have come in, said something and run off without me noticing. I'm starting to freak out at this point. Background info. We moved in summer 22. Since moving in, my daughter, same one, I have three. Has heard voices, seen shadows, heard breathing, once had her hair tugged lightly, and at night whatever is here used to mess with stuff in her room, till she started yelling at them, and they leave her alone at night. I've heard voices, ex-kids at school. I was on the couch, I heard my middle daughter say "Mama." There are times it's a male voice, and these voices usually aren't really loud, except the time I heard "Mama." I've heard banging on the walls, but not in a threatening way. I've seen shadows, and even some figures look like they're wearing a white shirt, like my boyfriend always does. I've watched them walk into my room midday, out the corner of my eye, and at night while laying in bed. Sometimes I hear movement on my desk, but I know it's not the cats cause my desk is too cluttered and would completely crash if it were cats. I have an Xbox one in the living room for the kids to use, and my daughter has one in her room and a lot of nights. They turn on by themselves. We thought it was cats, but she watched it happen late one night. No cats around. I thought it was maybe a little power surge, but nothing else in the same surge protector reacts. A few months back, we were having problems without power, going out for just a few seconds, and I asked neighbors, but they did not experience anything. This house was built in the 90s, so it isn't super old. My daughter and I practice magic, mostly cleansing and healing. She practices more often than I do, but I know she is not doing anything bad because I've talked to her and taught her that bad magic will only bring bad things to her. She has protection runes placed in her room, and that has helped calm activity in there for the most part. I apologize for rambling, but I'm really starting to worry, and I need advice. If anyone could help, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so I'll start with a short story of something that happened to me when I was five. Not sure if it is connected, but it did happen around the same time. I was playing with a ball out on the street footpath with my cousins, bouncing the ball with my five-year-old coordination. It skimmed my shoe and bounced onto the street. Without a thought, I chased the ball, followed by the screaming screech of tires. I closed my eyes and just held onto the ball like my life depended on it. The car had managed to stop, only an arm's reach in front of me, My cousins and I bolted not looking back, knowing we'd get in trouble if we stuck around. Later that week I went to the mall with my mom and dad. My mom was clothes shopping which was killing me with boredom so I was looking for something to do to keep my five-year-old brain occupied. This was the 1990s so anything really, as these were simple times without the electric devices we have today. I went over to the escalator to pull on the rubber handrail pretending like I had super strength and it was all me bringing people down the mechanical stairs. I was having the time of my life, groaning and straining as with all my playful effort helping people get from the first floor to the ground floor, until I got an overwhelming feeling something wasn't right and what wasn't right was behind me. I turned my head while still holding onto the rail, a man in his late 40s, early 50s, dressed in black hand, his hand reaching out to me like he was going to grab me, but as we locked eyes, he stopped and paused, then smiled, turned his hand into pistol shape and made a shooting gun gesture. I freaked out, looked for my parents, then looked back, and he was gone. I then ran over to tell my parents. But as I was safe and there didn't seem to be any real danger around, my mom just told me off and simply said that's enough mucking around and to stay by her side. Here's the strange part ten years later, I'm now fifteen and again I'm in the mall with just my mom this time, shopping for shoes this time. I get the exact same feeling out of nowhere. I look back and there he is and he is not aged today, same guy except this time I'm taller than him. He did the exact same thing as when I was five. I turned to lock eyes with him just before he was able to grab my shoulder. He then turns his hands into a pistol and fires. I didn't really react as immediately I got the flashbacks of when I was a child and sort of froze. I looked at my mom who was still checking out shoes and then looked back and he was gone. Now, another thing worth mentioning, but once again, the I'm not sure it's connected, is that I almost died earlier that year by choking on some lamb that I inhaled while laughing at something I saw on the TV. (laughs) Ha ha, so I'm loosely saying I think this guy dressed in black was death, saying I almost got you, and eventually I will hence the shooting gun gesture. Or this is a guy who ages really well and is trolling me in one of the longest played-out gags in history. Would love to see your thoughts, guys, or if anyone else has experienced something similar. Location, Pina Blanca, Puerto Rico, date, early July 1989, time, 1800. A local angler, Orlando Cateche, was returning from fishing in the beach area when he noticed a group of bright white points of light hovering and turning just above the ground nearby. The man chased the lights and suddenly lost them behind a small tree. As the witness walked behind the tree, he came upon two very tall men standing next to a boulder on the ground. One held his hand on his chest and told the witness not to approach. Suddenly there was a flash of light and the witness felt paralyzed, unable to move. The two men were described as very tall and identical in appearance. With light skin, blue eyes, and light brown shoulder length hair, they were well built and strong. They both wore brilliant white tunics with an open V neck. They spoke to the witness and warned him of a coming catastrophe. They said that the earth was going to become a cold, desolate planet once more. He was then told to turn around and remain still. He then felt a heat blast behind him and saw a bright flash. The two men had disappeared. Later at home, he realized that he had lost three hours of time and could only remember seeing a long, sleek, submarine-like object that used energy from the water for its propulsion. My father and brother are, or were dock builders in the New York City area. Dock builders work closely with hard-hat divers. They're even in the same union. One of the divers was following a cable along the bottom in the East River in zero visibility. He came across something on top of the cable, two soft cylindrical things. He followed them up with his hands till they met at a larger soft mass that sloped upward to a hard round object. He felt around the round object until his thumb sank all the way into the eye sockets. He immediately called he pulled up, and the police were called. A cable was put under the arms to lift the poor sap out of the river. The cable lifted, caught for a minute, and then came free. The guy had cinder blocks on his feet and was quite overripe. Classic case of the old cement shoes. The diver threw his expensive gloves into the river. I got a lot of good, nauseating dock builder stories. I was stationed on the u s s america c v sixty six during Vietnam as a photo interpreter. Every man on the ship at one point or another has midwatch at various posts around the ship. My midwatch duty post for the transition was on the starboard side on a gantry suspended below the superstructure. I was standing on a metal grate twenty feet below the island and about five ten feet away from the outswell of the main hull. As it curved up to meet the flight deck, the water was visible through the metal grate some 60 feet below me. We were transitioning the Sunda Strait, steaming from Subic Bay on our way to Yankee Station off the coast of Vietnam. Now, it being wartime, at night we ran silent and dark. Basically, this means that the ship was moving at a slow enough speed to not make any discernible wake, and the only lights visible were the red or green lights at the bow and stern and a white light at the top of the tallest radio mast. So here I am, pitch black, dead of night, no moon, standing on a catwalk some 60 feet off the water, when I see a strange light coming from the water ahead of us, probably 10 15 feet away from the side of the ship. The light wasn't making any substantial movement and seemed to be flickering in the darkness, so I got curious and decided to wait. As we came closer, I could see what it actually was. A little old man of indeterminate Indonesian heritage sitting in a dugout canoe with what appeared to be his grandson, their terrified faces backlit by a simple fish oil lamp, mouths agape, In a moment I felt my perspective shift. Here I was, with my grandson doing God only knows what, miles from shore on a moonless night. I can't see what it is, but I feel an imposing presence passing by me, a low thrum that I can feel more than hear, as the stars are winking out, blocked from my vision by something huge passing directly overhead. They just sat there, visibly terrified as they passed close by under my feet, and I watched them as we went by. They never moved any closer to the ship than they had been at the outset, and the only disturbance was when the very slight wake from the stern caused the little winking light to bob up and down ever so gently before the little old man in his dugout canoe disappeared from view. My family has been deep-sea fishing ever since I can remember. One trip we were fishing off the 60-mile bank off San Diego, fishing spot way out in the ocean, and hooked into a really frenzied bite of rockfish. Back in those days' limits on rockfish were pretty high, and people were pulling them in hand over fist. The cap got on the horn and basically told everyone to start reeling in your lines because we were being run off the fishing spot. I thought maybe the Mexican authorities had told us to move, or we were moving to a new spot, but five minutes later, the U.S. Ranger hove into view, running hot fighter takeoffs and landings. They didn't want to change course to go around us, and we didn't want to move from there off a great fishing spot that 100 people were filling limits of beautiful rock caught on. Ultimately, the law of the sea won of course, which is, when a USN supercarrier tells you to move, you move. It was really cool, actually, because they just slipped by very close to us, and we got to watch F-14s land and get fired off the cat. The boat was chartered by Maya and full of all his old Navy buddies, so the story started about Nam and all the guys who worked at North Island Naval Station talking about which carrier captains were ducks and which were cool we jumped right back on the fish after they blew through and they ran us off that same spot two more times that day. It was a beautiful day on the sea. Great fishing as everyone got limits of super tasty fish and we had our own private moving air show where the fighter jockeys got to show their stuff. United States Navy vet here. Back in 2005, while on the U.S. Harper's Ferry Ls 49, we were deployed near Thailand, and one time at night, about 2 a.m., we saw what looked like huge green glowing orbs under the water, about 10 to 50 feet across scattered all over the entire ocean, as far as we could see. The green glowing orbs would pulsate on and off like some underwater alien orb or UFO. As we drove through them, it would turn the green glow into blue, and the glow would ride the waves. At that point, we realized it was massive concentrations of bioluminescent algae that we were driving through. Definitely one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I went camping with some friends near Loch Lomond in Scotland. We set up camp about three miles into the woods near a small river and got the fire going to cook some food we brought with us. The site was very remote, but in evening a couple of guys hiked through and stopped to chat. They were from Poland and seemed friendly enough, but asked a lot of questions about our group, how many we were etc., which left my a bit suspicious, but I put it down to different cultures at about 10 p.m. I started to feel very ill and thinking it was possibly food poisoning or poorly cooked meat I never cooked it decided I would be better getting my fiance to pick me up we lived about an hour away by car my friends were all pretty drunk and I had drunk about four or five cans of Budweiser stupidly I packed my bag after throwing up hard for 15 minutes and decided to hike back to the main road with light fading I'm about a mile into the hike back and at this point I've been sick twice and am completely sobered up by all the throwing up. I've got a sports bottle full of water and stop for a drink to wash my mouth out. At this point it's near pitch black, so I go into my bag to get out my torch. Small knife and my point twenty twenty two air gun I brought for snagging a rabbit. As I start zipping my bag back up, I hear twigs snap nearby and assume it's a rabbit or a fox. I shine my torch and see nothing, but at this point I'm not worried and carry on. Five minutes later, I hear what sounds like running maybe 100 yards behind me and a lot of twigs snapping. I turn around to assume it's my friends who are messing with me. I call out. I know someone is there. And I shit you not see movement and the tree is possibly 70, 80 feet away. It looked like a blue Gore-Tex waterproof. I don't remember any of my mates wearing this color. At this point, the sickness is gone. My heart is pounding in my chest. The hair on my neck is standing up and I get this feeling that I can only describe as feeling almost dizzy at the surreal position I'm in. I take off my rucksack and hang at a stump of a tree and kill my torch. I've got my knife in my jacket pocket, and I've got the pistol gripped harder than my cock when I was 14. I walk in the darkness for about 100 yards and stop dead behind a tree and wait. I'm trying my hardest to control my breathing, which is pretty difficult at this point. Sure enough, I hear movement somewhere again. Very difficult to pinpoint, but it's getting closer. At this point, I'm caught in two minds to continue to hide or to confront. I decide the ladder and burst out the bush. Flashlight on and weapon ready. I point my torch in the general direction of noise, and there are some branches moving. I start moving towards the area like a SAS trooper with my pathetic twenty two. I hear movement in the distance, with a lot of twigs breaking. I don't actually see anything or anyone, but at this point, even if it is one of my friends, I'm shooting the bastard. Silence again, and I wait a few minutes and head back for my backpack. It's not hanging over the branch stump anymore. It's on the ground below it, and that's probably the scariest part for me, because whatever I had been chasing could never have beat me back to my bag. So something or someone else had to move it. The branch was intact, as was the strap on the bag, so assuming I hung it up correctly, which I honestly can't recall, something else was nearby. At this point, I tabbed out of there onto the main road, pretty sharpish, with no incident. My fiance was waiting at a lodge nearby to pick me up, at which point I was violently sick. I told her about it, and she was pretty freaked out. To this day, I don't know exactly what happened. If I was trolled my friend, or a fox, or whatever, I do know that I absolutely shit myself. I lived about 40 miles in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, for the first 22 years of my life. It was great. One snowy winter night, I was at the house with a girlfriend watching TV in my room. We were the only two there. There was a fresh six inches of snow on the ground that was untouched, and it was starting to blizzard again. About two hours into the night, there is a sudden, violently loud knocking on my window. I jumped out of my skin. She screams and pulls the covers over her head. I grab my phone and call my dad. He is a prankster and figured my mother and him just got home, and he wanted to have some fun. I tell him good job. He really scared us. Huh? What are you talking about? We are still in town at Dillon's, and we might have to stay here because of the storm. Oh, snap. I grab my shotgun and put on my hat that had a built-in headlamp. I opened the front door and can't see but ten foot in front of me. No cars parked in the drive. And no tracks either. I walked slowly around the house, around to where my room was. I saw footprints, fresh footprints, that walked from the back of the house to my window, then back where they came. Shit just got real. I followed them around the house, shotgun shouldered. They curved left and right, up the rear step to the back door back down and around the other side of the house. Then just went off into the darkness headed north. Went back in um, the house, locked the doors, and did teenager stuff. Next morning, I followed the faint remains for about a mile to where a dirt road was where the wind had blown them away. Never figured out who it was. Last summer I was out in the woods behind my house. I live in a town of 2,000 people and the houses are very spread out. Most of the town is woods. Anyway, I was sitting there watching the sunset when I heard a strange noise. Normally it is dead quiet there besides wind and birds and stuff. I heard a buzzing sound. Then I saw it. A drone. A drone was flying over me. Then it saw me and stopped facing me, just hovering there. Some mega creeper was watching me with his drone. I was really creeped out, so I stood up to leave. Yeah, the drone followed me. Who does that?